Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Christette, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Christette, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for this Holy Trinity Sunday. you are taking your seats, uh, we have just a few announcements before we go on with our service today. <clears throat> First of all, today is uh, Holy Trinity Sunday, and it is the one Sunday every year where we as a church body uh, confess what's called the Athanasian Creed. Uh, if you've never done it, be, if, if you've never said it before, it takes about three hours to get, to get through. Um, no, but it is a rather lengthy creed, and as I've tried to explain to folks, just sort of... Think of it as sort of your yearly vaccination against heresy, and, uh, um, and it's good. So that is on page 319. We're not going to say it yet, <clears throat> excuse me, but we will be saying it uh, after the sermon and after the prayer, I'm sorry, after the sermon. Uh, and so be looking for that when we get there. Today is also Confirmation Roll Call Sunday, and we will be recognizing those folks uh, and praying for them towards the end of the service as well. <clears throat> tomorrow, <clears throat> excuse me, tomorrow in observance of Memorial Day, the office will be closed and we will reopen again on Tuesday. The church picnic still needs volunteers to work some of the games that have been planned. Um, Janelle, do you know about how many spots that we have left, roughly? So at least 15 people per shift, okay? So let's, uh, let's make, that, make that happen. If you have any questions, please see Janelle for that. <clears throat> and uh, let's see. The sign-up sheet for that is in the narthex. And then finally, um, we have a sign that is right outside here, and it's a very lovely sign. The thing is, is that I don't have the opportunity often to change it as much as I should. Up until this week, we were still on Easter, and... Obviously, that's well past. So I'm looking for a volunteer once a week, maybe a couple of times a month to come into the office, grab those letters, and then to change the sign for us. If you would like to do that or are interested in that, it pays very, very well um, in the form of I will pray for you extra during that week. Um, no, but... Uh, uh, please, if, if you would be willing to do that and are able to do it, it doesn't take, take that long. Um, just either once a week or at least a, a couple of times every month, that, that would be super. <clears throat> That's all of the announcements that we have for this morning. Let's open our service today with a word of prayer. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we are thankful that we are gathered here today through your word, through your sacrament. Lord, we are thankful that you are the kind of God that has come down to us to serve us, Lord, through this word and through your body and blood shed for us for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship here. Lord, may our thoughts be your thoughts. Lord, we know that in all things that you are to be glorified. And so, Lord, we do that here today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We open with our first hymn, the first three verses of God loved 
the world so that he gave. That's number 571, verses 1 through 3. Please stand. We make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. I have set the Lord always before me. Therefore, my heart is glad. Oh, sorry. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. 
for you will not abandon my, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol. You make known to me the path of life. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us grace to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity by the confession of a true faith and to worship the unity and the power of the divine majesty. Keep us steadfast in this faith and defend us from all adversities. For you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, live and reign one God now and forever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. On your wondrous works I will meditate. Please be seated.
Ladies, thank you very much for that very wonderful piece. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message uh, given this morning by Mr. Kleibaker. <clears throat> now is a good time to bring up your Mighty Mites for offering as well. Today's children's sermon is presented by John Kleibaker on the power of three. Did you all think I disappeared for a minute? Kind of did, didn't I? Well, good morning, everybody. This is a very special Sunday. Yeah, good morning again. Sorry, I kind of cut you off there. I'm so excited about this special Sunday. Good morning. Excellent. Fantastic. This is, this is Trinity Sunday. Do you know what that means? Well, we're going to talk about it. Trinity Sunday, where we focus on the fact that God is made up of three persons. You know, as I was studying about that and thinking about it a lot, I started thinking about lots of things in this world that are made up of threes. And in my special sack of goodies, I've got some things to illustrate that. Cordell, you were reading my mind, I could tell. Come over here for a second. I need a hand. Okay, would you hold that up for everybody to see? Turn around and let the big people take a look, too. What is that? Uh, it's a ruler. It's a special ruler. A yardstick. Excellent. Very good. It's a yardstick. Now, yardstick, is he holding up one thing or three things? One. Three. Who said three? Three feet. Very good. Boy, we've got some good students here, folks. Three feet in one yard, right? Three feet in one yard. Keep that in mind. Cordell, you can just set that down. Okay. Oh, let's see what else I pulled out today. Here, here's something I, I use pretty regularly. Don't know that I'm real good with it, but I use it. What shape is that? Triangle. triangle. Why is it called a triangle? It's got three sides and three angles. You know what's special about a triangle? It's the strongest shape there is. How about that? It's stronger than a circle, stronger than a square, a triangle. You can show everybody back there too. Right. Now, is that one piece he's holding or three? It's one piece, but it's got three angles, right? Okay, a triangle. 
That one's a little more abstract concept, but I'm trying, folks, okay? Okay, hold that up. What is that? A clover. A three-leaf clover, right? Look at that. One, two, three leaves on how many clovers? One clover leaf. Very good, very good. Okay, Cordell, one more thing here in my bag. Look at there. Any cowboys or cowgirls in the group here this morning? Yeah, one or two. What is that? A rope or a lasso, a lariat maybe you might call it. Do you know how many strands this one lariat or rope is made up of? Maddie, you got it, don't you? Three. That's right. Hey, here's something to keep in mind. I bet pastor's going to get busy here before long. June is kind of known as a wedding month. A lot of folks get married in June. And that's a pretty popular Bible verse from Ecclesiastes talking about a three-strand rope is not easily broken. When God and a husband and a wife are together, that makes a really strong thing. Thanks, Cordell. So, three in one. Look at our American flag over there. Tomorrow very special day in the, for our country, Memorial Day. We think about all the men and women who have served in our armed forces so that we can have freedom. Look at that flag. Red, white, and blue. Three colors, one flag. How about that? There's a lot of things in our world that are made up of threes, even though it's one thing. Now I want you to turn around and look at our beautiful windows right above the altar. This is where our lesson gets very important. Look over at the left one. Do you all see the hand? That represents God the Father. God the Father is the creator, creation. And in the very middle window, do you see the lamb up in the middle of the cross? Jesus, our Savior, represented by a lamb. And then over here in the right window, you can see a bird, a dove. And that represents the Holy Spirit. Now, our God is one God. Made up of three persons. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. Right. Just like that rope had three strands, our flag has three colors, the clover leaf three leaves to make one leaf, the triangle, three sides, three corners, but each of them is one thing. Think about that today, and as you're out and about and looking at things, you'll notice there's a lot of things in our world that are made up of threes. God had a special plan, and the last thing we're going to talk about in regard to three is God loves us so much, right? that he forgives our sins as long as we believe in Jesus as our Savior. And the Holy Spirit uses three things to provide us grace and forgiveness. Do you remember what those things are? I'm holding one. What is this? Bible. The Bible, God's Word, yes. Now, what happens right here? Anybody? Baptism, very good. God's Word, baptism, 
And what will the adults and older children in our congregation do later? Mackay. Holy Communion. Three. So, as we think about God, remember many, many wonderful things come in three to make one. Three ways for one forgiveness. Three people in one God. And that is our God. Let's say a quick prayer and then we'll go back and sit down. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for giving us so many things in this world to look at to help us remember and think about you. Everything from triangles to ropes to leaves and flags. We're so appreciative of all the things that you do and especially that you sent Jesus to be our Savior and gave us forgiveness of sins for believing in him. Help us always to remember that you are made up of three persons, but you are one God. And we thank you also for all the forgiveness through baptism, your word, and holy communion that you allow your people to have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First reading today is from Acts chapter 2, verses 14 and 22 through 36. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to a cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Jesus said about him, or David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. decay. You have, no, have, have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is still here today. But he was a prophet, and he knew that God had promised him on, on oath that he would, be, would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he was received from the Father, the promised Holy Spirit, and was poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, the Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, 
whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Our sermon hymn today is Alleluia, Let Praises Ring, page 822 of the Lutheran Service Book.
Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Shauna, is there any way to turn me up a little bit more? Or am I like Max? Okay, awesome. How's that, better? That's a little better. Thank you. There you are. Oh, perfect. You're so great. Thank you. Okay, today is Holy Trinity Sunday. And it is on this day that we celebrate the kind of God, the God that we have, a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But the Trinity is one of the great mysteries of our faith. It is mysterious, and in many ways it is also a paradox. There have been many attempts to describe how it works. We saw some of those down here for the children. But I am going to give you the one that I think probably works the best, at least for me, in trying to explain something that is really quite unexplainable. I want you to imagine that in my hand I have an equilateral triangle. How many of you know what an equilateral triangle is? Some of you, oh, the the rest of you, okay. Got to go back to school. All right, no, that's fine. When you have an equilateral triangle, that means that all of the sides are all the same length. And so are all of the angles. And so if I were to take that triangle and flip it around, it doesn't matter which side is on top because it's all the same. So I want you to imagine on this imaginary triangle that I have that the Father is up here, the Son is down here, and the Holy Spirit is here. It doesn't matter which way that I flip the shape. Because they're all three God. All three at the same time, all the time. It did not change shape. The angles angles did not change degrees. It is still an equilateral triangle. This is sort of how the Trinity works. All three persons are God. There is no part of it that is subordinate to the other. They are all three God at the same time, all the time. So now that we have our understanding of what the Trinity is, we are going to look at how the Trinity has its fingerprints over, all over the conversion of Nicodemus, a Pharisee in our text from John. And also how the Trinity has its fingerprints all over our lives as well. First, where is the Father? God the Father in Nicodemus' conversion. Well, we see that in verse 16, the very well-known For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So here, Jesus is explaining to Nicodemus the main thing, the very simple truth that is at the heart of Christianity. That salvation comes through no one else, nothing else, than God's Son. This is especially important for Nicodemus as a Pharisee, as a teacher of the law, to know, because for him, salvation comes through adherence to the law, following it perfectly. 
God the Father provided the means for salvation for Nicodemus through his son, Jesus. The Father has his fingerprints all over our lives as well. As we said with Nicodemus, he is the great provider. He has provided us with his son, Jesus, as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. But that is not the only thing that he has provided for us, albeit the most important thing it is. The Father has given to each of us, as his creation, all that we need to support this body in life. Our families, and our house, and our home, and our work, and our food, and our jobs. The Father, the Creator, makes sure that his creation, you and I, have everything that we need in order to live. Now to bring this point home, this is kind of an interactive sermon today. And we are going to do this for the next two persons of the Trinity as well. I want you to take your hymnals and open to the front part, page 322. Page 322. On page 322, you will find here the first article of the Apostles' Creed. And its meaning as far as Luther's small as, as far as Luther's small catechism has it. And what I want us to do is I want us to say this together as a church body. I want us to say the meaning of the first article. <clears throat> and when we recite it, remember the reason for why we recite the creeds, for why we speak them. We speak them to remind one another of what we believe, so as to encourage each other in our Trinitarian faith. And so we say the meaning of the first article together. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul. Thanks, Karen. Also gives me clothing and shoes. And so God the Father is our creator and our provider. And now what about the Son, Jesus? First, let's see about it in our text with Nicodemus. Where are the Son's fingerprints here? Well, obviously, he is the one who is speaking to him. It is he that is leading Nicodemus to the Father. Specifically, though, we go back to verse 16 where we see that God so loved the world that he gave the Son, Jesus, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So it is with the Son, who is saving Nicodemus by pointing him to the Father, as well as telling him how eternal salvation is attained, belief in God's Son. And so where are the fingerprints of the Son in our lives? 
He is the one who has saved us. He has saved us by taking our place on the cross, by being the fulfillment of the law for us, and by defeating death through his resurrection so that death would not have the final say in our lives. Let's remind each other using Luther's words of what the Son has done in our lives. And so we recite together the meaning of the second article. I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, The Son has saved us, redeemed us, purchased us, and won us to himself. And so now we come to the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, which oftentimes is the least talked about. But his importance to us is life-saving. Let's see, following our pattern, let's see where the Holy Spirit comes into play with Nicodemus. The first is in verse 5, where Jesus says that unless someone is born of water and of the Spirit, that is baptism, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. The second time is the very next verse, verse 6. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. And so what does Jesus mean? He means that once the Holy Spirit has come into a person's heart, Their life is now in the Spirit. They are born again. Their old life is no more, and they have new life. Life in the Spirit, which is life in Jesus. We also have new life because of the Holy Spirit. We are also born again because of the Holy Spirit. We have been brought to the one who saves Jesus. Because he is the one who brings us to Jesus, because the Holy Spirit is the one who brings us to Jesus. Let's recite together the meaning of the third article of the Apostles' Creed as it is found in your hymnal there. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to Him. The Holy Spirit gives us faith and gives us life in the Son, Jesus Christ. And so now what does all of this mean? What does it mean for the Trinity to have its fingerprints all over our lives? 
It means that all of the areas of our lives have been, are, and will always be taken and will always be provided for. The Father has created us. He has given us, His creation, everything that we need to support this body and life. And He will always provide for you and for me. The Son has saved us. He has redeemed us, lost and condemned people, purchased and won us from all sins, death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, that we may be his own. The Holy Spirit has brought us, you and I, to Jesus in the waters of holy baptism, where we have been given a brand new life. He daily and richly forgives all of our sins and will give us everlasting life. And so every aspect of your life has been, is, and will always be provided for. Thanks be to our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we will confess the Athanasian Creed together. It is found in the front part of your hymnal on page 319. Page 319. <clears throat> Everybody take a deep breath. Here we go. Whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold the Catholic faith. Whoever does not keep it whole and undefiled will, without doubt, perish eternally. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. <clears throat> For the Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Holy Spirit is another. But the Godhead of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit is one, the glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Spirit. The Father uncreated, the Son uncreated, and the Holy Spirit uncreated. The Father infinite, the Son infinite, the Holy Spirit infinite. The Father eternal, the Son of God eternal, the Holy Spirit eternal. And yet there are not three eternals, but one eternal, just as there are not three uncreated or three infinites, but one uncreated and one infinite. In the same way, the Father is almighty, the Son almighty, the Holy Spirit almighty, <clears throat> and yet there are not three almighties, but one almighty. So the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord, and yet there are not three lords, but one Lord. Just as we are compelled by the Christian truth to acknowledge each distinct person as God and Lord, so also are we prohibited by the Catholic religion to say that there are three gods or lords. The Father is not made, nor created, nor begotten by anyone. <clears throat> The Son is neither made or created, but begotten by the Father alone. The Holy Spirit is of the Father, 
of the Son of neither Thus there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And in this Trinity, none is before or after another, none is greater or less than another, but the whole three persons are co-eternal with each other and co-equal, <clears throat> so that in all things, as has been stated above, the Trinity and Unity and Unity and Trinity is to be worshipped. Therefore, whoever desires to be saved must think thus about the Trinity. But it is also necessary for everlasting salvation that one faithfully believe the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is the right faith that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is at the same time both God and man. He is God, begotten from the substance of the Father before all ages, and he is man, born from the substance of his mother in this age. <clears throat> a God, a perfect man, composed of a rational soul and human flesh, equal to the Father with respect to his divinity, less than the Father with respect to his humanity. Although he is one God and man, he is not two, but one Christ. One, however, not by the conversion of the divinity into flesh, but by the assumption of the humanity into God. One altogether, not by confusion of substance, but by unity of person. For as the rational soul and flesh is one man, so God and man is one Christ, who suffered for our salvation, descended to hell, rose again the third day from the dead, ascended to heaven <clears throat> at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, from whence he will come to judge the living and the dead. At his kingdom, he will rise. Those who have done good will enter into eternal life, and those who have done evil enter into eternal fire. This is the Catholic faith, Whoever does not believe it faithfully and firmly cannot be saved. <clears throat> At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time, if you are a member or a guest with us, to fill out the red signing book. Those who receive it on the window sides, please send it back towards the aisle. The aisle, please tear off the top sheet and put it on top of the book. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, and baptizing, sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The church picnic is coming up, a congregational picnic on June 8th at 6 p.m. It's food, fun, and fellowship. Come and join us uh, and play some games and eat some great food. Oh, this year is something special. They're going to auction off some of the older games that are no longer used. Memories worth repeating. Be sure and get your chance for some memorabilia from your youth to, at June 8th at 6 p.m. Uh, also coming up is Vacation Bible School, ages 3 through 12, July 15th through 19th. Dinner will be provided at 5.30 to 6. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. There are a number of ladies' Bible studies and a youth uh, Bible study that meets during the week in surrounding areas. 
For more information, call the church office at 235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message is impossible. Speaker Emeritus of the Lutheran Hour, Reverend Dr. Ken Class. Can death hold us? Our human experience says yes. The Apostle Peter says no. Today's sermon talks about what making possible which that which just can't happen. Our seasoned saints to remember, please, Bob Steinberg, Dorothy Osterloh, Eldon Nelson, Elmer Kaiser, Elmer Stellwagen, Evelyn Brock, Helen Fritz, Lena Bramer, Louise Hanehosa, and many others. Today is also, in addition to being Holy Trinity Sunday, is Reunion Sunday, where we will honor those who were confirmed in a year ending in eight. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service. Our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember to pray for. First, for those on our health list, for Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Clybaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, <clears throat> Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Alice Helmkamp, Bob Dodson, Ashley Kruger, Elda Nelson, Edith Harmon, Mark Fellwalk, Lauren Kleibaker, Linda Wee, Gary Magruder, and Billy Voskamp. <clears throat> also for Thelma Barnes, who fell on Tuesday and had a procedure done on her back on Friday morning. Also for Marilyn Stewart, who will celebrate 80 years of life on May the 31st. And also for those celebrating anniversaries. <clears throat> For Willie and Mary Hessman, who will celebrate 29 years of marriage today. Eric and Sandy Jackson, celebrating 37 years on May 30th. Jeff and Marcy Perigen, who will celebrate 33 years on May, the 30, on May the 31st. And for Charles and Brenda Kruger, who will celebrate 45 years on June the 1st. We go to our Lord in prayer. <clears throat> O Lord, <clears throat> excuse me. O Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with angels and archangels we laud and magnify your holy name. Accept our praise this day for creating us, 
preserving us, redeeming us, and delivering to us your forgiveness and salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, you bless the earth to make it fruitful, bringing forth in abundance whatever is needed for the support of our lives. Prosper the work of farmers and all those who labor to bring food to our table. Grant them seasonable weather, that they may plant and harvest the fruits of the earth in abundance and proclaim your goodness with thanksgiving. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of the nations, according to your will, calm the troubled areas of conflict among the nations. Remove the threats of terror and anarchy that plague our world. Protect all military personnel as they work to achieve an end to war. Sustain them in their time away from family and guide them to serve with honesty and integrity. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, you promise to be with us always. Visit those who are in any type of trouble with the assurance that you abide with them even in their trials. We pray for those among us who are sick, homebound, or, or experiencing tests and treatment, especially for those who are on a health especially for those who are on our health list, especially for Thelma, and for all, Lord, that we name before you in our hearts now. Grant them deliverance, peace, and healing. Lord, in your mercy. On this weekend, O Lord, when our nation remembers those who have given their lives to preserve the freedoms that we enjoy, we honor their sacrifice and beg you to ever guard and defend this country from every evil that would assault and bring to ruin our civil life. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. We pray especially for Willie and Mary, Eric and Sandy, Jeff and Marcy, and Charles, and Brenda. And we ask that your love would increasingly shine in their lives together. In the days ahead, may they always grow in love and unity with one another. Lord, also for Marilyn, who has her 80th birthday this week, shower her with peace and happiness on this special day. And may that divine peace and happiness follow her the rest of her life. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, our Father, you kept Abraham and Sarah in safety throughout the days of their pilgrimage. You led the children of Israel through the midst of the sea, and by a star you led the wise men to the infant Jesus. Continue to protect and guide your people who travel, especially protect those who travel during this holiday weekend to visit family and, to visit family and friends. Make their way safe and their homecomings joyful and bring them at last to their heavenly home. Lord, in your mercy. Your Savior, in the sacrament of the altar, you reveal your glory in with and none of the bread and the wine. Grant that we who approach your altar to eat and to drink your body and blood this day, do so in repentance over sin and in joyful appreciation of your presence. Strengthen our faith, increase our love and hope, and assure us a place at your heavenly table where we will eat eternal manna, and drink of the river of life forever. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. (laughs) 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, who with your only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit are one God, one Lord. In the confession of the only true God, we worship the Trinity in person and the unity in substance of majesty co-equal. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize... Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first communion hymn is Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise, Lutheran Service Book 
next hymn is Holy, 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 hymn 507, hymn 507. Please stand. And not only this, our Savior's body and blood strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen.
give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. At this time, we are going to recognize those who have been confirmed in their faith in this church at Trinity Lutheran Church. Uh, We do this every year, depending on what year that it is. So since it is 2018, if you were confirmed in a year that ended in an eight, uh, this day and this year is your year to be recognized. So what I am going to do is I'm going to call out the class, and then if you are here today, uh, please stand when I call your name, and when your class is, uh, when, I have, um, uh, when I have finished uh, reading all those in your class, please be seated. <clears throat> For the class of 1938, Pearl Lampy. For the class of 1948, Janice Meyer, she's over, she's over here. Margaret Kirkner, Helen Stelling, Gladys Bierman, Loetta Oftenbrink, Dale Henderson, and Melrose Brafford. For the class of 1958, Wilfred Bremer, Robert Dekoff, and just, you have to stay standing. (laughs) I have to do a little work. I mean, come on, just kidding. Uh, Where was I? Robert Dekoff, right there, that's you. Okay, there we are, okay. Dennis Hessman, Ruby Wilson, uh, Janice Kahneman, Sharon Curdy, uh, Albert Michael, Eileen Gibson, Gary Shane, Linda Wee, and Martin Worm. Thank you. <clears throat> For the class of 1968, Larry Kelhofer, uh, Jean Nelson, Marsha McGahey, Stanley Fellwalk, Robert Helmkamp, Garolyn York, Sharon Fay, Mark Menning, Lynette Sagehorn, Mary Catron, Sarah Stretcher, Elva Bosseler, Donald Pilkerton, Charles Kruger, and Joan Hagemeyer. Thank you. For the class of 1978, Sheila Cadell, Sheila Ramsey, Brenda Jenkins, Christy DeHaan, Wilfred Hessman, Richard Kohler Jr., Paul Lober, Anne Garut, 
Marcia Parajan, Richard Wee, Andrew Worm, Diana Mayfield, Donna Worm, Jean Columbus, Kimberly Austin, and Kent Owen. Thank you. <clears throat> For the class of 1988, Michael Broderick, Justin Moore, Marcus Shane. Is Marcus here? I'm going to get him. Leland Souter, Catherine Doss, Alan McRoberts, Charles Wecker, and George Woods. Thank you. For the class of 1998, Cody Hansen, Douglas Hansen, Laura Jones, Jared Cly Baker, Russell Mays, Mitchell Menning, Elizabeth Barrett, Brett Voskamp, Anne Wadlinger, Matthew Tickner, Sandra Shane, Craig Wallace, Tammy Wallace, and Michelle Ellis. <clears throat> Thank you. For the class of 2008, Dalton Brown, Nicolette Fellwalk, Lauren Stair, Blake Worm, Kevin, Mc Kevin McBlair, Ethan Jackson, Dan Haynes, and Dwayne Pugh. Thank you. And for the class of 2018, Kai Brown, Drew Creed, Anna Kruger, Peyton Menning, Vanson Menning, and Carson Ray. Thank you very much. Would you all join me as we pray for these folks? Lord, for those who celebrate and remember with joy the day that they were confirmed in their faith in the Father who created them, the Son who has saved them, and the Holy Spirit who continues to sanctify them, we thank you. Bless them this day and each day as they continue by the power of your word to live out their lives according to their confession of faith. Give them courage and faith to continually live out their vocations. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. <clears throat> We continue with the salutation and the benedicamus. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. So that he gave him five seven one verses four through six. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Christat, Missouri. We pray you have benefited spiritually from this service. I invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at ten a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person. We invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on FrystatRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you 
in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George. very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. We're very glad and feel very blessed to have your presence here with us. Uh, to those who are here to recognize their confirmations, we thank you uh, and, we create, and we pray God's continual blessings to be upon you. Uh, I will not be shaking hands because of my cold. I don't want to give the gift that keeps on giving. Um, and so uh, instead, being, being from Texas, I'll just give you the howdy wave. And uh, next week, I hope to be able to shake hands. I pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week, a very wonderful and safe holiday as well.